Hello, sir. Good to hear from you. Yes, I do aggressively apologize for my life. Oh, there's absolutely no need to do that. You know, life is a thing that happens. And I'm just, you know, chilling here like the dude. It's all good. Well, that's good. But I, I don't know if I necessarily agree that I'll, that life is a thing that happens. Like you can, <laughs> you know, sometimes you can take agency, you know, have some agency over the life happening. And like, well, there's two opposing forces, right? <laughs> and they're just how they collide at all times, you know? Right. Which who is the dreamer and who lives inside the dream? Exactly. 100%. We just don't know. We don't. We don't. We were hoping you could confirm or disconfirm <laughs> who is the dreamer and who is inside the dream. It's a real congressman's dilemma. For sure. If so ever there I, was one. I want to address the proverbial elephant in the proverbial room right off the bat, if okay. that's okay with you. Go for it. So the other day, I listened to Fish's Cucamonga Jam Number okay. One. All right. Oh as God, I was, we're gonna get into this. As I was melting into the darkness, I was in the bed. Yeah. I was weary. I was a little bleary. Mm-hmm. I was in bed. I had my headphones on, and it's like it. You know, you told me to do this. Yeah. A while ago. I did. And I hadn't done it. And then I did it. And um, <laughs> I have to say, it hit me right in the nice place. Oh, it did. Okay, good. I thought you were going to say, never have to do that again. That's what I was gearing up for. No, it was, well, it was that's, pretty good. That's good to hear because I have been... Ever since like two weeks ago, however long ago that was, I yeah. sent you that. And I, I, I have been stressing. I hadn't listened to it. Yeah, right. Not that you hadn't listened to it, okay. but because like, remember I said, I'm not sure. And I don't think we talked about this on air, but yeah, I wasn't sure which track to send you. Like right, where to right. start you in this. It was either that track or the track before. And when I, I, I ultimately went with the track I did, not the track before. There's a track before that. And I was like, you know, I should have just went with the track before. Because, I, you know, like that night I was listening to it again. I was like, you know, I should have just said start with the track before. It would have been better. You were maybe. second guessing yourself. I was really second. And I was like, well, you know, tomorrow I'm going to message Adam and be like, hey, did you listen to that yet? If not, start with the track before. But then in the you know light of day, I'd be like, you know, just fucking leave it be. Don't overcomplicate it. You made your decision. Just go with it. And like, that's what I did. So I'm happy that maybe, you know, if I did say start with the one before, you wouldn't have had as great reaction. So maybe my first instinct was right. I think more often than not, you just go with your first instinct, man. Yeah. So I'll say this. If you want a bonus assignment, if you try it again, start with the track before that. But I don't know what the track before that is because I just searched on spotify like fish cucamonga jam number right. one so right yeah well if you so, go to that album i could send you the link to it just send me 
I don't want to do extra work. Yeah, to so like, you only listen to that track. You didn't. I listen only to that listen tr- to that track. I, like okay. I don't want to do your homework for you. If you want me to listen to some shit, like well, I send think I said listen link. to the whole album starting with that track. But yeah, oh, even just oh, that track okay. is good. Yeah, yeah, you said you did, but okay, fine. Well, fine, next time, fine. if you want to try but it now again, you're I'll like, send listen you, to the one before that, and that's I will extra send work you, I got to do. I will do. send you a link to the album. It just means more shit I got to do. There man. will be I'm more like shit. Harry Dean Stanton in the trailer park, get given a couple of mugs of Good Morning America. Right, I was going to say, I have a mug of Good Morning America right now in my hand. <laughs> so it has do the I. sting of the 24-hour blend. <laughs> it does. Mine, too. <laughs> Fuck. And uh, I'm drinking it out of a Truro Anglican Alpha question mark mug. Jesus. All of a sudden I'm looking at this mug. It's like, what's going on here? Truro? It's a church nearby. T-R-U-R-O? T-R-U-R-O. Truro. Anglican. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Back when Graham was still alive... Uh, they were taking her to that church for a while every Sunday. I declined yeah. to attend because I've had my fill. Right. So Truro um, is a place in England. But I know Truro because there's a place in Massachusetts named Truro that I'm very familiar with. I guess it's like the New England version of the old school Truro. That's tell me, all. Tell me more. Like, how do you know this New England version? So it, it is on Cape Cod. It is like kind of like the the municipality, like right before Provincetown. You're aware of this because of your honeymoon? Oh, well, I've gone to Cape Cod visits. a million times. That's a lot of times. Yeah. I don't think I've done anything a million times, even breathing. Probably. I go to Cape Cod... Um, like like once, several times per minute per second for my entire life. <laughs> yes. So, it, yeah, it's a lot. You're a good man, Brad, and thorough. It, while we're recording this podcast, you know, I How will probably have, have been, been there, there several hundred times. <laughs> I will have gone to Truro and back. That's how you do it. Yeah. It's an interesting way to live. I'll say that. I, I'm sending you the back part of this mug. This Truro Anglican mug, which this is the real curious part of it. Right. That is curious. Like it's a literally curious <laughs> and also figuratively and metaphorically curious. Because yeah. it's a question mark kind of tilted at like a 45 degree angle. <laughs> right. And the dot at the bottom of the question mark says alpha. It's definitely not a cult. Right. Well, is this question mark maybe the top of a shepherd's cane? Maybe it is like a really stylized question mark. But I mean, it doesn't look like a cane. It would just be the top of the cane. It's not even that much of a stylized question mark. It's only the little loopy part on the where you would start drawing it. That's a little stylized. Like it just looks like a question mark. The dot is too big. Yeah, it's a question mark with because they had to make it bigger to fit the word alpha in it <laughs> and have it be legible. Right. They could have just put the Greek symbol for alpha in there too. Like it's really weird. The beginning. 
Yeah. Like on the other side, is there an exclamation point with well, the dot that says a, Omega? I'll fucking take a photo and send you the other side. There is not. I will show you the other side. Here we go. Ready? I'm ready. Here's the other side. There's no right. other shit. It's not as elegant as our, you know, commemorative episode one mugs. No. That's for sure. Well, there we are. Do you see it? I see it. Truro Anglican. That's it's a one nice side. little stylized T in a shape I, up there. Yeah, That's a like, nice little design. I'll get. I like that. Yeah, I like that too. In in like a blue like shield shape, yeah. and then there's yeah. like a cutout with a lowercase T that extends into the whiteness of the. It's like a negative space that. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. That's, That's nice. Nice. Uh, yeah, the front is nice. It's like okay, it's this nice little mug for like a church. But then what the fuck's going on on the back? <laughs> but then you get to the back. It's like, yeah, you thought this was church. Well, guess what? You're going to hope you're ready to get weird with us. Everything. Because we're not like your average Anglicans here at Truro. You got questions? We may or may not have answers. You have questions? We have alphas. <laughs> That's super fucked up, man. Anyway, Graham's dead. She doesn't go there anymore. And uh, we're all the better for it because nobody likes going to church. Does anybody like going to church? I mean, I'm sure there's some people that like it. Yeah, I know. But like normal people, do any normal people enjoy going to <laughs> Come church? Come on now, man. We can't be <laughs> bashing people that like to go to church on the podcast. I mean, I'm just asking the questions, you know. I'm like, going to say like yes. Like <laughs> I am going to honestly say yes. I know there are. It was a rhetorical. It was just I mean, an argumentative we, I mean it's a, it question. was a question I had to think about, mind you. But Some people definitely do. It is. Uh, I, I can. While I don't do the whole church thing, I can appreciate it in a way. In a way. I can appreciate it in a way also. But not in the same way. I don't think. As people who really enjoy going to church, I, I think we enjoy it right. differently. Maybe. Yeah. It depends on if you're getting like you're networking and getting like business contacts right. from church. Well, I think there's a lot of different, you know, congregations, a lot of different churches that emphasize different things. A lot of, uh, you know, going to church means a lot of different things depending on what like religious community you're, or tradition you're part of. So, you know, there, yeah, it's it's a thing. It's a complicated question. It has a lots of ins and outs, well, a lot yeah, of what have you, sure. for sure. And I'm going to say you got to keep your mind limber to really appreciate all the ins and outs. But, for instance, John Fraley, now he's dead too, but, like, he wasn't going to church because he believed in like a war going on all around us between angels and demons that was happening like, you know, on route 80 in the wilderness and shit. So he wouldn't go to church. No, he went to church all the time. Oh, okay. And he developed an insane superpower of sitting upright and sleeping, but looking as if he was a stoic, like kick ass member of the community, which is why he went to church. You know, he didn't believe in all the stuff. He would go there as a pillar of the community. He had an insurance right. agency. 
Uh, and it's like, okay, I must go to church. I'm a church-going man, and you must get your insurance through me. You know, he was the fancy person, and once in a while we would be invited to their home for like a New Year's Eve party, and then there'd be like a kids' room downstairs. Oh, yeah, I know the yeah. Yeah, and they would have like pigs in a blanket, and other little weenies in like a crock pot with mm-hmm. sweet sauce, and like this apparently now that seems sounds great like a weenie based New Year's Eve party, but maybe that was just the kids' shit. Uh, and he would like go on safaris in Africa, and he had a whole room full of like heads of animals that he killed, which great. was a little off-putting even at the yeah. time. And yeah. uh, but you know, and then a separate like carriage house, like fourteen cars, that kind of shit. So he went to church because he knew he could get more business as a church man. Yes. Oh, like, for sure. As as an insurance person, but he's a churchy. But he also person. developed this belief that angels and demons were fighting in the forest all around us. Well, did he? I don't know. I don't think that was so. Just, he, that was a belief he espoused. Well, he had to give lip service to that belief, I think. Right. Right. In order to sell more insurance. But he didn't really care. He just wanted to sell more insurance. Right. Well, when you have a war going on all around you, you better make you sure you're insured. better goddamn get insured. Because it could all collapse at any moment, and you better have some documentation. I didn't so, want to get sidetracked on that. I really just wanted to, the main thing I had was that I listened to Cucamonga Jam number one, and it was awesome, and I realized, like, I am, the magnitude of my own folly has been revealed to me in a blinding flash in some ways, because what I love most about music is how it's a language unto itself and I can hear and I'll just use the simplest example of like a virtuoso guitar player who like plays this guitar solo and it's as if they're speaking the language of the guitar Yes. yes and I can hear that and it's like fuck. And Hendrix is probably right at the top of like how yeah, like, he yeah. could do that. But like, uh, generally, I love when that happens within like a studio recording of a song. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, now is the time when the guitar solo happens. And it's like fuck. And they melt my face off. And it's like, gee, I fucking love that. And I'm. I'm not super into, generally speaking, like live performances right. that go on and on and on where it's only that because it's like having Christmas every day or only yes. eating ice cream for dinner every day. It's like, okay, too much, too much. It needs to be within reason here. Like it has to be measured, you know? Mm-hmm. But Cucamonga Jam number one. That was all the things I love about measured, not only like guitar solos, which it had some of that, keyboard, eh, we'll say solos, but like just weirdness, but different parts and different, and I know it's just a jammy business, it's just the jammy business, but like 
somehow it transcended that where it's like you could just jam for half an hour and it's like there's a jam but like there was something else going on and I think I've thanks to you finally realized like how and why these live recordings and these these jams that they do like transcend their studio shit because it incorporates yes. the things I love about studio stuff with the improvisational we're not confined by like paying a thousand dollars an hour for a recording studio we could just do our shit yeah that makes no sense it's long-winded and stupid there's a more succinct way to say it no but, but i get what you're saying completely suffice to I, say i fucking loved it yeah that track is great now that track i think is an outlier i think like listen it's not like oh if you like that track then you're gonna love fish like this well again i think i'm far from an expert i'm a neophyte but they do have like a lot of different things that they do, I guess. And this particular thing they do is very good. They do a lot of stuff that is not this. It's very good. And uh, they don't do that, as far as I know, very often. So, but it is good. I, I will send you another track to try. I will, well, instead of this listen to the whole thing business, I will just go yeah, track I'm, by track. I'm not doing that. Yeah. You send me links to specific right. songs. Well, I could make a playlist also and say or listen do that. to this That's playlist. fine, but I'm not going and, like, searching around for it. Right. I, I'm, well, like a, I'm like a little, uh, a little kitty cat that you have to entice over with mm-hmm. a little saucer of milk. Yep. Don't just throw you. the milk in my face and say drink it. Well, what the fuck? That's not how you entice a little a little adorable kitty cat over so you can give it some scritchies, you know? 100%. I got it. All right. Link will be forthcoming. I'll craft the oh, proper link. Oh, you got I the little f- shit going on in the back of your throat where it makes your voice weird. Try to keep it. Try to keep it. Forge the link. Do I really? No, not anymore. I thought you did. I think there was something weird happening there. Yeah, a little weird. Like you were like... like pushing everything up into your throat a little bit. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is like, as I was listening, because, okay, jam band, right? Yes. Dead fish. Right. Obviously, they're always going to be like compared mm-hmm. and talked about as like, here's these epic jam bands. Oh, you listen to the studio albums? Well, you right. don't know them. You don't, you haven't heard them yet. You got to listen to their live shit. And I hate live albums as a rule. It's the same reason. Again, we've been over this and over this. I don't like theater, especially musical theater. I prefer films because you can craft it exactly as you want it. Interesting. I don't like it. Interesting. However, once in a while, Moulin Rouge is an example of a musical I enjoyed. But, but it, it was, was also a film. It they was also craft. a fucking film. Right. They made it exactly how they wanted it to be. But these moments, and I'm comparing Fish to the Dead now. Like, when you listen to 
the dead's live shit, which has anyone listened to all of it? I'm sure. But like, again, this is like you going to Cape Cod one million times. Mm -hmm. You'd have to be basically you'd have to be like the guy in Primer who has the little earplug in his ear and he's just listening to live dead albums, not even albums like bootlegs and shit. Just constantly through his entire life. And he'll never make it to the end, but he's going to goddamn die trying. But the difference between the dead's live shit and Fish's live shit is Jerry Garcia. Because the dead shit, it's like Jerry has this like atonal, like only he understands the like scales that he's playing. And like... Okay. The rhythm, like, not even the rhythms, but it's like, I'm playing, oh, is it four, four time, three, four? No, it's 11 thirteenths time. And it's like, nobody fucking knows what that is. And it's also like, beep, 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 boop, boop, boop. Like, not rope. That made it sound like robot music. It's the opposite of that. It's organic and weird, but only he can fucking under, it's like almost jazz, but it's rock and roll. And I just, I can't fucking hear it. Fish is different because they're not doing any of that crazy shit. They're just jamming in like little scales and shit that I can understand. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, more accessible. Very much so. Like, that may just reflect poorly on me because, like, I, I haven't developed a sophisticated enough ear to hear the shit, but right, that's right. where I am. Yeah, I, I hear I'm, that. I'm I man enough that. to ad- admit it. I understand that very well. How so? Well, I think I have that same thing where I'm like, I don't, I'm too, my music appreciation is too limited so so I will say, so you mentioned musical theater. So there's a very popular musical called Les Miserables God, that I, I have thought, a very I, hard time with. I, I thought you were going to say something else. No, no. Okay, good. And it's very hard for me. And I have finally think I've started to crack, to decode it a little bit. Oh, because God. I've had, again... It's something that comes up frequently in yes. my life. Yes, I know that it does. And I have uh, not started just that to decode one. it. Not but just like that it, one. <laughs> it just seems hard to like understand the music in that to me. And I think it's just some because I see like almost everyone has no problem with the music. It's only me. So Jesus I don't know Christ. what's going on there, but I don't know. It doesn't seem like music to me. It seems like just random notes but it's that's and occasionally the there might be three notes that repeat a couple times and i'm like okay like these three notes repeated again like from there but like everything else it's just going all random it's like just hitting random chords random notes and talking to the random notes so it sounds like to me but that's on me and my lack of sophistication I just have to believe, I just, you know, I can accept that. I'm with you most of the way there, but like, I don't think it's a lack of sophistication necessarily. It's like the, it's 
more like the heart loves what it loves sort of thing. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, I mean, I think that's part of it, too. Because you're sophisticated. You're plenty sophisticated in, in, in many other ways. Sure. But and in this love, way. Yeah, it's. I and Yeah. Yeah. We've been over this ad nauseum, but like, I don't like storytelling in the form of singing. I just what don't like Mr. it. about Mr. Bojangles? He told a story in the form of a song, Sammy Davis Jr. That's complicated, I guess. Oh, well, there's always an exception, right? There's an exception. That's, that's, that's not, yeah, shit. Rocky okay, Raccoon by the Beatles. Every song is a story. I don't like the interplay between music and the, vi- the visual arts. Well, I don't right. want to just say theater. Could be filmmaking. Could be painting. Like, I'm going to play a song and show you a paint. That doesn't resonate with me. Right. However, <laughs> having said that, that YouTube video of Sammy Davis Jr. performing Mr. Bojangles. <sighs> like really opened me up to some things that I'd been woefully well, unaware good. of. I think it's good when we can get opened. Yes, up to absolutely. Things. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there was this, maybe you sent it to me. I don't remember, but there was this like, it's just down in the chum bucket there. When you open up a browser mm-hmm. and sometimes I'm just powerless to resist Oh, you know? yeah, I know that. Yeah. I, I click in the chum bucket, too, sometimes. You can't <sighs> help it. They've, can't. they've been weaponizing that for so many years. A Everyone, laser you know, beam right into your fucking brain. Yeah. And um, there was a this one. It's like, here's a... I, I feel like this may have been a more legitimate one than just a, like, churning up the chum. But right. it's like, here's... Like, <laughs> we went through all of the historical records <laughs> and um here's the most like popular people from the like 1700s or no 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 fuck jesus christ fuck jesus christ from like 4000 bc to the present here's the most like okay popular people that's interesting it's like aristotle and Socrates were one and two, you know, because like, duh, we still right. know them. We know their names somehow. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, who's the most popular tennis player of all time? And it was like, <laughs> uh, Fichet Delcote, obviously the French tennis player from 1908. <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay. Roger Federer is number 20. Yeah. Now, how yeah. long has tennis been around? I don't know, but some random French dude from 1908 is the most popular. And it's like, I don't know if it's just a recency bias thing or we just live in such tiny little worlds, man. Yeah, yeah. And to your point, we it's good to expand your thinking and keep your mind limber, I guess. I guess that's my only point yeah. with that. I think that and that definitely that uh, Mr. Bojangles, I felt my mind limbering. 
oh, in yeah. ways never before. Cause I'm fuck. Like, fuck. And then reading up a little bit more about Sammy Davis Jr. It's like, you know, there were articles written while he was at his peak. Like this is probably the like best entertainer that these United States have ever had. And now it's like, we don't, we don't listen to him. It's like, wait, Rat Pack. Oh, it was uh, Frank, mm-hmm. Dino, and oh yeah, Sammy was in there too, right? Yep. Right. But like, how many Sammy Davis Jr. songs can you name? Well, Mr. Bojangles, Candyman, <laughs> anything else? Yeah, not necessarily, but not I necessarily. do still love my memories of watching him in Cannonball Run 2. I haven't seen it. Wasn't he in Cannonball Run, the original? Too? He might have been. So I don't know the original Cannonball Run that well. Well, neither do I. Cannonball Run 2, I watched hundreds of times. Is this a free HBO weekend It, it was thing? like an H. Well, we had HBO for a while. Oh, we didn't Mr. have to rely oh, on just the I'm free. sorry, Mr. So there Fancy was a period man. of time, yeah, like second grade, like the second half of second grade, somewhere into third grade, where we had HBO. And HBO, as back then, and probably even now, I don't know what HBO is like now, because I only watch shit like, you know, on demand, HBO Go, whatever. They played the same things constantly. Right. It's like every month, it would be like, we have 10 movies. And we're just going to play them on constant rotation. You love Robert Redford. Please watch him in this quasi-Western. Yeah. But it would be on like every day. And I so like I would watch the same movies. Like if there was a movie I latched onto, like Cannonball Run, it was practically like on demand because it was just like, do I want to watch that today again? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's on at two. The next day it's like, well, it's on at 1245. Like it's just every day it was on. You open up the little TV guide, you see what's popping, get yeah. in there. Yeah. So that was one of those. So there's a handful of movies that I really latched onto that I watched again and again and again. And one of them was Cannonball Run 2. So I had, at one point, I definitely had that entire movie committed to memory, like word for word. Um, was it The good? original Cannonball Run... I I think I did. I think I've seen that like once. Okay. But but you enjoyed Cannonball Run too. I loved Cannonball Run too, without even you... having the background information of the original Cannonball Run. I mean, it seemed like you didn't need any background knowledge. It was just like here's a huge race with a bunch of colorful characters like across the country. It's kind of like the I mean, we're going to do it again. Here's with, another set of characters, but with cars. It was like what, but with cars, like the, like the warriors, except with cars, mm. like different bands of people, yeah. just and they're all vying to like reach home. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. I feel well. It's a journey structure, I guess. It doesn't quite sit right with me but pretty close though but it's a journey structure yes journey structure for Uh sure well the journey structure is like you don't really need a plot it's just like point a point b in between a bunch of things happens i love that 
and it doesn't really matter. Like, there's just I a bunch of crazy that. stuff that happens that you get to watch for like an hour and a half. All right. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Getting a phone call. Or maybe your alarm's going off. No, that's an alarm. Do you know what I did today? Well, I set this up a week ago, probably. But you know what's popping off? What's that? No idea. The easiest the easiest thing to do in the world, which is fried chicken. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. So I, I marinated my fried chicken in some buttermilk and assorted other spices and a little hot sauce in there. But I wasn't ready to make it at the time, so... You know, I vacuum sealed it and I froze it. Today, seeing as how I have a little extra time on my hands these days, I popped that in the sous vide cooker. Ah, oh, okay. And th- that alarm was telling me, theoretically, because it's a little a little different because I put it in the sous vide frozen, so I might give it another 30 to 60 okay. minutes because, yeah. you know... It's like you put it in there, like, you know, raw, not frozen. So I might give it a little extra time. The thing is, there's a huge, like, buffer there. You can't really overcook it because it's at one singular temperature. You're just ensuring that from edge to edge, it's one temperature. Right. So I'm just going to keep it in there for a little while longer just to play it safe. I'm going to take it out. I'm going to dredge it in a little floury, eggy, floury, eggy sort of mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I am only have to fry it for about three minutes until the coating looks golden brown. It's already cooked. Yep. Just make oh, yeah. the coating brown. And then we're going to have some goddamn fried chicken around here. That sounds fucking delish. Oh, yeah. I'm going to make some mashed potatoes and some gravy. I'm going to put a plop of mashed potatoes oh, with fuck. gravy, fucking put the chicken on top of it, slurp some additional gravy on top of the chicken. Not too much. I still want some crispy bits and then eat the shit out of it. No vegetables. Yeah, that's fucking hardcore, Ugh. man. I mean, <laughs> you know, uh, you got to live once in a while before you yes. die. It's very true. So fucking true, man. You gotta live. Before you die. Before you die. That's so important. What else is there? Well, not much. Although we did get a listener mail. Let's get into that that nasty business. business? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So we did get a message from our uh, good uh, friend... Slash listener, Gomio. Yeah. Yeah, there's a name we haven't said on this podcast in a little while, I don't think. Good yeah. to know he's still out there. It is. Taking her easy. Ta- taking her listeners. easy. Uh, but he was mentioning, you know, we a few episodes back, we were talking about Star Trek Voyager. <laughs> right. And how I have kind Which of... I, I've uh, not seen a single episode of ever. <laughs> yeah. That I, I was That's kind of, with we Kevin were talking Sorbo, about my right? evolution on that show. Kevin Sorbo, we're having the same conversation. No, yeah. Kevin Sorbo's not in it. Yeah. But no, right, exactly. That was part of yeah. our time. We had right. no Kevin Sorbo. Yeah. Right. 
you know, and yes, definitely when that show was on. Okay, so for me, a huge Star Trek fan, we've established that, right? Like I yeah, have you, was yeah. on the telethon, you know, <laughs> yes. fa- fa- charge our phaser banks. Like serious face. Yes, like I was eyes there, man. Not visible. Hair coming down over the eyes. Yes, my I shaggy mom. Answer your fucking call is what your face said. <laughs> But they, uh, but Sorbo, yeah, anyway, no, Sorbo has nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. But yes, but yes, now I'm taking the opportunity. I'm revisiting Voyager and I am enjoying it, even though I, I'm not, I don't think I see why I hated it back then, but I like it now. It's just great to be able to go back to the nineties, right? The dream of the 90s is alive right is here a, on this podcast. Exactly. <laughs> 100% true. The dream of 90s science fiction, that special golden age. Oh. But uh, you got to be careful when you thrust me yeah. back into that laughing fit about when you were with it, man. Right. And well, I'm trying to just I'm trying to lay off that sweet sweet juice. Oh. So anyway, Gomeo Anyway. says he's been watching all the Star Treks now. Original well, series. P- Let's play I think he even me- said the animated series. Let's play his message then. Uh, all right. Let's play it. Here we go. Yo, what's up, guys? I somehow managed to get six episodes behind. What happened? You guys have been cranking them out. So I'm still not caught up, but uh, I heard you guys shitting on Voyager, and I just wanted to say I've been watching all the Star Trek series, every episode of the original, the animated, Next Gen, Deep Space Nine, and now I'm almost done with the final, the seventh season of Voyager, and it's kind of my favorite so far. So what do you got to say about that, huh? 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 Anyway. (laughs) Sorry, I was absent for a while, but I'm I'm back in the game, I'm catching up, and hopefully you guys will come to appreciate Voyager as much as I do. Peace. All right. So, so he likes Voyager. It might be his favorite. I mean, I definitely know people that like Voyager a lot. I, I, um, I think, you know, when it, so in my mind, the big differentiator usually was okay. Everyone loves the original series and Next Gen. Then after that, there were two spinoffs, Deep Space Nine and Voyager. And I, and I will say... Deep more Space co- Nine is beloved, right? Well, by its people. I think more often than not, I hear people say, oh, I loved Voyager, but I just couldn't get into Deep Space Nine. Who? Who's, who, 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 you, who? I hear who, that. I have who, heard that. Yeah, and who, I think... Who, who, who says that? There's a lot of people that say that. I can't name one in particular. You're doing this thing where it's like many people are saying, but I don't believe you. Well, I I, where do you see it on Twitter? Do people message you directly on Facebook? The late nineties, early two thousands. Are you on message boards? Are you on Lambda Moo? Like when I'm out in the community, you should be out in the community. Another Star Trek fan. We start to talk. Uh, You shouldn't be out there. 
You should be staying safe inside your home. Well, again, I'm talking about this was during, this was like when this shit was happening. This was like late 90s, early 2000s I'm talking about. I'm not talking your, about now. This is your second renaissance when you were with it once again briefly. Well, I was never with it there, but I would find other people that used to be with it. And we could commiserate, right? Okay, right. Okay, got it. I got um, it. So, I, I mean, I'm not going to argue, right? That, oh, it's wrong to like Voyager more. Like, I think just different people like different things. How can I've, you... Listen, of all the but, people in the world... Hey, hey. Yes. Of all the people in the world who would have a reason to really dislike Star Trek Deep Space Nine, it would be me. That is true. You have had a traumatic experience with yeah. that show. And yet I don't. Yes. Well, I, so, Golmio, I'm trying to, so, <laughs> this is, bottom line is, I'll, I'll share my I don't want bottom line. Voyager. I want you to do all the things to I'm get gonna, to the bottom line. I'm going to do all the, all, the, all the things. So, I think um, Voyager... My issue with Voyager, and I mentioned this before, is nothing like systemic. I like the concept of the show. I like the characters. I think it's an interesting premise. It's all good. I, what I don't, what I feel is, so often the episodes are just big WTFs. Like, I don't, things what do you mean? That stretch, like. So, okay, so I'm going to go back now into my mind. So now it's the late 90s. Are you in your mind palace now? I'm now going back to my Voyager mind palace. And in the late 90s, this is what I would have cited. Because at that point, I had watched like a season and a half of Voyager. And then somewhere just kind of gave up watching it. Right. And um, and partly also was because it was on this weird channel that we did not get. So it was also harder to watch. Um, you know what? I call bullshit on that because especially in the late 90s, you, a fan would have found a way. No, I agree. I agree that I still could have watched it. And to be honest, um, I had people recording it on VHS tape. That could it, it, so this was on this United Paramount Network. This They tried to launch this extra UPN, network. Sure. UPN. Um, but in Center County, where I was at the time, there was no UPN for whatever reason. It was a weird UPN black spot. It was like everywhere else in the state could get, but right here, it was just, no, the cable company just didn't have UPN on. Sorry. That sounds like an episode of Star Trek Voyager to me. Right. Well, in Star Trek Voyager, they would, uh, like, yes, they would, like, change the DNA of the cable operator with the transporter and make them give them the channel it's kind of just weird stuff that doesn't make a lot so here's the things that at the time got me there was an episode <laughs> where a planet was like destroyed by some kind of weapon of mass destruction like everyone on the planet was dead more or less and there was some scientist like maybe he wasn't there at the time he lived for some reason he felt guilty about it and he developed some theory where he could use the transporter to bring everyone back to life and the question was, like, should he do it? Is it ethical? Like, can he actually try if he tries and fails? Like, it, it, but it was just like, 
can a transporter just bring the vaporized remains of a whole planet back to life? It just seems weird to me. Granted, I was my, my thinking was too uptight, though. My thinking was too uptight. In my mind, Star Trek was this very specific thing, and this was not that. I've only recently, I'm like a third of the way through season six right now. If, if I may interject just real briefly, because yes. I don't want to yes. derail you completely, but like that sort of moral quandary seems at the heart of what you love about Star Trek. And I, you're, you're harping about like these little like physical like anomalies that you find untenable still, even though people are flying through space at light speed but, but there's okay still rules within the universe i feel right like the problem so there's logical problems. i'm just wondering like where you draw the line that like what rules are allowed to be broken and what aren't so let's say this right let me give a counter example let's say star wars right Oh, it's a movie with spaceships and the whiz space wizards with laser swords. Like, oh, and you, but like if like there was an episode or there's a, a scene where. Please don't bring the Star Wars people down on us too, too hard. Well, no, I don't think I'm going to. But but imagine if there's a scene where like Han Solo jumps Did, didn't from first. 10 stories high to the ground. He had the moral high ground and didn't shoot first and waited for Greedo to miss and then shot him because Dude. that is his moral character. Dude. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm not going to bring that into it. Let's say this. Let's say Han Solo <laughs> lifts the Millennium Falcon with one hand. He's not force trained, bro. No, he doesn't use the force. He uses his biceps. And then he, like, picks up the Millennium Falcon to, like, move it. He carries it over so they can get escape, and then they fly away. And then you say, well, how was Han Solo able to lift the Millennium Falcon? I don't know. It's a movie with laser swords. Who cares? Like, there's an in-world consistency that needs to be maintained, even in a fantastical story. It may be even more important that that's contained in such a fantastical story. Otherwise, you lose all footing, so and anything is possible. You've pushed it right to the edge though like we're going back here now to <clears throat> one of the first uh phones ringing dude episodes where it's suspension of disbelief you know yes and you're talking about like han solo lifting the millennium falcon up with his bicep is beyond suspension of disbelief it breaks the entire because uh, it's not consistent the, the film and you're done now. Now you're out and it's like this became stupid. Like if Han Solo, if it was explained that he has like the power of Superman or something in the story and he always had that power, it would be fine. You know, that you know? never happened in any of the Star Wars movies, right? Exactly. Like, because Han they're consistent. That's never my point. lifted up the Millennium Falcon with his Yes, but Bicep. in Voyager, proverbially, proverbi metaphorically in Voyager, they do. <laughs> That's a better way to say it. Metaphorically How? in Voyager, he does. That's my point. How? Because the transporter brings people back to life? Because, um, because Janeway 
and Paris, two characters from the show, get turned care. into little Gila monsters. And then the doctor... Does the transporter do that too? Um, The transporter does not do that. It's because Tom Paris broke the transwarp barrier and his DNA became shifted out of time. And so he was like evolving rapidly into whatever humans would evolve to in the future, which is apparently a Gila monster. Do you ever listen to yourself? Listen, I'm not defending this. <laughs> well, I don't lay this on me, man. You're the one spewing this out there. But at the end of the show, listeners, they're like, fuck, it's a Gila monster. Our people, the captain and our helmsman are Gila monsters now. And the doctor is like, oh, okay, like they're back to people now. Brad. Because I used DNA treatment on them. I reversed the changes to their DNA and now they're just back to normal. Let's go on. Brad. Brad. Yes. Yes. Just yeah, calm, yeah. calm the fuck down. <laughs> Just for a second. Man. But this conversation is not going where I wanted it to go because I'm not trying well, to make the I case. I don't think it's going where any of us wanted it to <laughs> no, go. No, it's not. I wanted to make this short because I know you don't like it when I go on too much about Star Trek and I want to respect that. Oh, it's not that I don't like it. It's just that you're talking in like circles, like a... <laughs> About right. on one Tell hand, me. on one hand, being perfectly fine with suspension of disbelief when Kirk is fucking every alien in the galaxy or beyond, but then like the transporter can't resuscitate an entire planet. But there's also time travel, which is that good or bad in your, your view? Like, I, I just don't understand. Help me understand. <laughs> like that there are. Rules, yes, it's a fantastical show. What are the rules? What are the fucking rules? You've never, like, spelled out for me what the rules are, specifically for Voyager, that they violated. As far as I can tell, it's that the transporter cannot, (laughs) like, revive an entire planet worth of life. That's the rule they broke, which caused you to dislike it. Yes? That specific episode. So this is, again, what I said earlier. There's nothing systemically wrong with it. I can't say here's one thing that's wrong with Voyager that's consistently wrong. It's just every episode is like this does not seem like things that fit in the Star Trek universe. Like if a starship can just revive the entire population of a decimated world, like that comes that should fucking come in handy build starships like reviving anyone that ever gets killed in war like why not like it cha- it's not how the show operates you know what i mean um no if they wanted to do a whole season where they're like we now have this technology and the federation is now sending revival ships to various planets that have been r- ravaged by war like that okay fine like i could accept that as a plot like i wouldn't say it's impossible but to throw it in as some weird random shit and then like move on you know a- another thing they did was say that there that dinosaurs evolved into some type of super uh intelligent not super intelligent but intelligent spacefaring civilization like before man like chewbacca or jar jar binks like dinosaur people, like the movie, like the show Dinosaurs with your little 
tan. Isn't Jar Jar Binks lady. a dinosaur person? He's I don't know what he is. That lives in a space world. Sure. And I mean, if that like helps you with it, sure. Of the. <laughs> I mean, he's more like a salamander or something. But yeah. Oh my God! This is where we're drawing the line. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, I don't want to. Okay, let's put it this way. Voyager, I've softened on it though. I'm trying to say what I used to think. It's actually, it's fine. <laughs> I do think the episodes. I do think it is less put together than some of the other shows in that the characters' motivations and actions aren't always very. They're not very consistent from episode to episode, and there's a very high level. And Star Trek always has this. Also, a very high per, a high percentage of episodes that are just dumb. Or bad. Like, like you know, going back to the original series, Spock's brain like gets mocked, right? Like, it's just like, why are you doing that? You know, Next Generation has tons of episodes. I've the told Spock the story brain. here before where I will go and, uh, you know, I put on the TV to watch reruns of Next Generation for a while there. This was shortly after Mary. And every time I put it on, I'd be like, oh, this is blah, blah, blah episode. I hate this one. I'd say, and I realized at some point, my wife pointed out to me, you say that every time. Do you actually like this show? Right. Her name is Christine. Her name is Christine. You may know her. I do. But, so, whatevs. It's just... I mean, she makes a good point. But Voyager had too high a percentage. It just went, it was beyond toleration. It, it was seemingly almost every episode was that was that kind of episode to me back then. And yet, you know, I think I just made a breakthrough, yet. though, in, in precising yes. it. Yes, yes. And, and yet, yet what? And yet? Well, and yet, here you are watching it, kind of enjoying I'm, it. I you am got kind of enjoying You got a message from Gomyo saying uh, it's his literal favorite right. Star Trek iteration. I don't, I, I can't, I mean, I, I, can, I don't understand that. Like I said, What's I your know favorite? Next gen. Do you like the episode three? No, not that much. You don't like that one. Yeah. So that's that's the episode I remember the most. Episode three? Not episode three. The episode oh. called three. Maybe it's not called three. We don't care about spoilers. Right, but it, they were caught in some sort of weird ass time loop, which again violates all the rules that you hold so sacred. No, time loops then, are fine. Oh the God. time loop logic in that, well, you keep going. <laughs> the time loop logic in that was acceptable. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Yes, you have your limits. I get it, but it's like, oh. Data has three dots on his collar, mm -hmm. so we'll listen to him, and then we get out of it. Yeah. And that's okay with you. That's fine with me. Right, but not, like, using technology that you can't possibly understand to roll back time in this other way. It is only in this Only in this very certain way. It was not, not in this rolling other back time. Way. If it was rolling back time, I would have been okay with it. <laughs> Because time travel has a logic to it, and it's fine. I'm talking about know, internal at consistency. It, at the base of it, it wasn't rolling back time. How do you know that? Did they explain all the yes, they like, explained quantum how it physics? Works. 
Oh, did they now? The transporter oh. has nothing to do with time. If they were oh, rolling do back tell. time, do that tell. is fine. <laughs> Let me hear all about it. How do you know they weren't entangled or some shit? They weren't just pulling people back from the time. They were reconstituting them out of their atoms that are now spread across the atmosphere. And that's where you draw the line. It, again, it has to do with the consistency <laughs> of the universe. And I guess Voyager's right, so that's your main, that's your is main that, concern. well, Voyager found this in the Delta Quadrant. That's your main concern is that, God damn it, this spacefaring future civilization must be logically consistent. Otherwise, fuck you. I mean, isn't that true of any movie we watch? It depends, man. It depends. Sometimes you can use that to great advantage, like breaking those like little rules and consistencies. But not for you. You've got a very staid position on what they can do and what they can not do. So. But again, here you are, like, all of a sudden loving Voyager, even despite all of. What the hell? I well, I'm liking it for the nostalgia's sake. I'm liking exploring this. I'm liking it even when it's kind of dumb. I'm kind of just enjoying how it's kind of dumb, but I'll enjoy it anyway. Star Trek is kind of dumb, man. Just Star Wars is dumb. Star Trek is dumb. yes. It's all kind of dumb. Is kind of dumb. I mean, it pains me to maybe admit, but maybe that's kind of true in a way. It's dumb. But, it, but the kind of dumb has to be mixed consistently with the kind of good also and voyager is too much kind of dumb all right okay now i have i think we're getting somewhere now it's taken me six decades seasons of watching voyager to finally kind of understand how to watch it which is these episodes are more like twilight zone episodes okay okay which is to say like like think of like some type of like weird scenario right like the kind of thing you get in twilight zone like whoa here's a weird thing right you know or some kind of ironic situation like the guy he he now has all the time to read the books but then his glasses break oh you know what i mean that twilight zone type of thing burgess meredith sure yes voyager a lot of the episodes are like that. They're okay. like, okay, right. Here's this weird thing. And Voyager, what they do, and again, Voyager, I appreciate the fact that by the time we're at season six of Voyager, there have been, if we look at Next Gen and then Voyager, which Voyager started right after Next Gen, like in essence, this is the 13th season. Deep Space Nine, I'll put to the side, because what Deep Space Nine decided to do was say, we're going to do something completely different make a completely different type of futuristic space show set in the star trek universe but completely different from next gen voyager is like no we're gonna recreate next gen with another gimmick and keep that idea kind of going okay i'm gonna use my fingers right now yes and i'm gonna ask you to do something for me are you like watching me somehow can you see all the finger work i'm doing anyway But what I, but my point was Voyager was the 13th, the sixth season of Voyager is like the 13th season. So they had to start doing new stuff and you they did start doing this great th- this thing that I do find where they play with perspective a lot. 
well, that's what I lack the most. So again, well, maybe you should watch this. You can let, gain, gain some gain perspective. some perspective. Yeah, I I crave it. But again, I'll ask you. I'm gonna ask you to do something, okay. and I'm gonna use my fingers. Okay. And what I'm going to ask you to do is describe to me the conceit of Voyager in 25 words or less. And I'm going to count the words with my fingers. Okay. So make sure and take time. Take some time. Like we could like do some like theme music underneath while you take your time. Take as much time as you want. But I'm going to count your words on my fingers once you're ready to go. Well... The cons- is well is well one of them? No, no, no. Okay. okay. Well, just that's what I'm saying. Like my next word after this sentence, yourself. I my will start. My next word after this sentence, I will start. That's already nine words. You've used up close to half of your words. But no. Okay. So just you let me know when you're ready to go, and you can use up some bullshit words. But when you're ready to go, you let me know. I am ready. I am. Those don't count? No. No, no doesn't count either. So next words out of your mouth are going to be the 25-word distillation of Voyager. Here we go. People on a spaceship trapped 75 years away No, 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 no. People on a... Is spaceship one word? One word. People on a spaceship. Do you want to start over? No. All right. People on a spaceship. Stuck. Stuck. 75 years. Trying to get home. They find a lot of weird stuff on the way. Done. Okay, that's 21 words unless we include done on it. And I gave you the benefit of the doubt saying that 75 was like a number that counted as one word, but also that sentence doesn't make a lot of <laughs> You're right. I missed sense. the word in there or something. Yeah, there was some weird shit going on. I missed like just the word like away or yeah, something. Yeah, something. There was something in there. They're trapped 75 years from home or something like that. I just said they're trapped 75 years. Hey, if period. there's any teachers and out there who can correct us on Brad's grammatical errors uh, <laughs> with know. his elevator speech defining the Star Trek series Voyager, please do let us know. How can they contact us, Brad? <laughs> well, they can contact us. They can go to gutterballs.tv <laughs> slash. No, just gutterballs.tv. Wait, what's That's the, all they have to do. What was the slash There's no slash. Be there. Just go to gutterballs.tv. No, but what, what were you going to do? I don't know. I, my mind was off the rails. Gutterballs.tv. <laughs> Con, there's a contact link, merch link. Find us on social media. Follow us. Subscribe. It's all there. Let us know. Let us know what you think about Voyager. Uh, Gomeo, I've, I've danced around this topic a lot, but you know, I say liking Voyager is cool. I like it too. Definitely not my favorite, but you know what? Different strokes for different folks. And now that I know that Voyager, now that I watch it more like the Twilight Zone, I like it a little better.
Sometimes you need to reframe things to get some yes. perspective. Yes. And I do appreciate their playing with perspective in Voyager. And what I mean by that is they do a lot of episodes that are from a non-traditional point of view, not from the point of view of the ship, from the point of view of aliens. And then the ship is seen as an outsider or, you know, one episode started in the middle of a battle between Voyager and a Borg ship. But it was all done from the Borg's perspective. I mean, I, I'll, I might go so far to say they're doing this play with perspective thing maybe too much because it seems lately like every episode does that. But I'm kind of enjoying it because, again, after 13 seasons, they needed to switch it up. And so they're like, OK, we're switching it up a little bit. You know, the more you talk about Voyager and I'm sorry, we had a good like ending point, but fuck it. Yeah, the more you going. talk about Voyager, it's like the more I'm convinced that. It is, in fact, your favorite Star Trek vehicle. Well, I mean, you haven't no heard me intended. talk about Deep Space Nine lately, and you don't want to get me started on that. Oh, I don't. It might cause me to puke due to right. PTSD, so. But uh, as long as uh, Cisco doesn't go Whoo! too often, I think I'm going <laughs> to be okay. <laughs> you know, I have another... Uh, at this point, I think maybe come we on, just, just wrap it come up. Come on, no, just no, just bring it, just bring it, man. Bring okay, it. so I do have. While we're on the topic of Voyager, I yeah, do want to because there's another, there's a crossover between Voyager and our interests that I feel I need to mention. Oh God, which is, and again, I'm watching it. You know, I watch an episode almost every night, maybe it's like five episodes a week. How much other shit there is out there that you could, like, you know. But it's comfort food for me. Yeah, I gotta understand right. I get, that. I get it, man. I get it. And I don't want to watch anything that's going to tax my brain too much. I, I just want to like watch. And but it's I, escapism into the 90s. My like, you know, that was my, you know, 90s Star Trek was my. It's like discovering, oh, there's all this extra thing that you used to love, but you never consumed it. And now it's here. And it's like, okay. It just gives me some comfort. I mean, I get that. That makes perfect sense. But also like. It seems like it is challenging you. Well, no. I mean, it's it's part you of the You used to hate it and now you kind of love it. So it is challenging yeah. you and your your brain is being open to new shit. I will say, okay, let me just I don't want to go too long about this cuz I could really go on. I'll I'll tell I'm you about he, this. I'm crossover. here all day, bro. I got all laid right. off, so I'm good. All right. So, okay, fine. I will make the other comment I was going to make, which I will say is once they added Seven of Nine as a character, which they did in season four, the show was is a lot better. Like, she is an interesting character that ratchets up the Star Trek-ification of this show a lot. And um, so it does add a whole new dimension to the show. Did you watch the entire of the show back in the day no not at all not i watched all. the first season and a little bit of the second season i was out and you were like fuck this yeah i just can't watch this anymore i can't stand it is it and the at the time it was hated by star trek fans as well at least a lot of them i would read there was this guy who had like a how newsletter did you know that how did you find out about their hatred for it um well Online, Reddit, all Reddit the people, all, all of the people. So, well, no, what I, mean, I did specifically, where were you online? Like, because there was no Reddit back then. 
Well, there was news groups. I was right. active oh, in a lot well, of news groups. That's what I mean. Like, what news groups? And <laughs> I was, well, I'll tell you this one. There was this one guy, and he had a thing. You could read it on the web, but it was actually, like, the form of, like, an email newsletter. Like, you could subscribe. Again, everything old is new again. Now, that's the hot new technology. Yeah, Back zines, then was bro. Hot. Zines. Yeah. So, this guy would write up a very in-depth reaction and review to every episode of Deep Space Nine. And I enjoyed reading them. Like, after I would watch an episode, I'd be like, oh, I can't wait to read what this guy wrote, was going to write about this. That seems cool. And he'd write really thoughtful, interesting kind of, like, reviews and thoughts on the episode and where it might go in the future and what it means, you know. And then when Voyager started, he was doing the same thing. Deep Space Nine started first. Started, like, a year and a half before Voyager. But they overlapped. They overlapped, but but they didn't perfectly overlap. Deep Space Nine started. They both ran for seven years. Deep Space Nine started, in essence, two seasons ahead of Voyager. Seven years? I thought you said Voyager ran for 13 years. No, it was the 13th year of this style of Star Trek, counting Next Generation and then into Voyager, which started right after... Voyager, right after Next Gen was done, Voyager started like the next season. So it was just like, we want to keep these Star Trek guys hooked. You know, it's in essence, I, I view Voyager as like the replacement for Next Gen. Whereas Deep Space Nine is a weird Star Trek spinoff, if that makes any sense. But it does but make Deep sense. Space Nine just... is also, in a way, so different. Like, that's why I don't count it, I was saying. So, like, this is, you had all of. I mean, in essence, you had all of Next Generation, then Voyager, and after Voyager was Enterprise. And this was just one unbroken arc of, I like... Know, but you hated Enterprise also, right? It, wasn't there a Discovery, too? I did. Discovery is the new show. Oh, Don't okay, get me into that okay. No, 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 no. Shush, 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 shush. Okay, but uh, the other one... I already forgot it. It was, like, seven seconds ago. Enterprise? Enterprise. You hated that one, too, right? Yes. Yeah. Which, I'm, when I'm done with Voyager, I'm going to go into Enterprise, and I'll probably have a renewed... Yeah, you'll probably fucking love it. I now, will say, I stopped... Well, one, I had the problem with Enterprise where it was hard to watch. You don't have to say you will say, because obviously you're going to say it. Yeah, probably. You don't need to I will, give me a warning. No, what I will say is, while I wasn't but you just watching said it Enterprise... Again. Don't say, I will say. Just say the thing. <laughs> okay, I will say it. God damn it. <laughs> Enterprise... While it was running and I wasn't watching it, every once in a while I'd catch a little bit of an episode. And it was such a weird, like, deep cut connecting to, like, Star Trek lore. I was like, oh, shit, I kind of want to be watching it just for that, even if the episodes aren't so good. I should be watching this. So I am excited to go watch Enterprise. Is that the new one or the old one? Enterprise aired from, like, I don't know, like, 02 to 06 or something like that. What's the new one that's going Star on? Trek Discovery. Do you like the other one that's not Star Trek, but is obviously Star Trek? With I'm not Seth sure MacFarlane or some shit? Or... Oh, I did enjoy that. You know, I have to watch more of that. I only it's a watched... CBS vehicle, I think. I had, it's on, It was aired on Fox. but Fox, all right. No, I do like that a lot. Okay. It's not Star Trek, but it's Star Trek. It's a love letter to Star Trek. Yes. It's like, the weird thing is about that show is it's billed as like, oh, it's a Seth MacFarlane comedy. It's like a parody. But really, he's just perfectly recreating classic, like, 90s Star Trek with a few dumb jokes thrown in to, like, 
it was like his excuse. He just really wanted to make like a new Star Trek series, but make it like the classic like 90s Star Trek. Don't make it some weird, updated, modern thing. And he did a really good job of it. Like, I'm just like, yeah, this is it gives you that. I almost want like watching it the way I like watching Voyage. Like it's this weird comfort of like, oh, 90s Star Trek. I love that so much. And here's more. Here's a fountain of more of it to consume. Yay. But doesn't it kind of smack of like J.J. Abrams Star Trek with lots of like lens flares and shit? No, I don't think so. All right. I haven't watched it. I've just seen like yeah. the little trailers and they make it very shiny. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't noticed that. I mean, they definitely make it very Again, it just looks like like next generation style Star Trek. Like the sets, the control. Like they didn't like try to like, "Oh, this is some super modern." Like they definitely took all of the cues I feel from that. Oh, for sure, but it's, it's very it's, retro it, looking. Uh, well, which 90s is actually retro now that's the like the issue. set design is retro but like yeah. the look of it is very slick and shiny like way shinier i mean i guess in 1989 or 1991 or whenever we thought next gen looked very slick and shiny yeah and it's the same shit but like 2020s version or 2019s version maybe shininess I, I I I will just say I mean I can look at it with that in mind and see what I think, but I I never picked up on it like that. I mean it's in HD, so it's a whole different experience. Which you can get next generation in HD, and it's like wow, I've never actually seen these episodes. What about you can this? see the original series in HD, and it's mind blowing. I think we've talked about this before. Uh, well, <laughs> maybe. Um. If so, I forgot about it. If second, I haven't watched it in HD. Now, they shot it on film, so it could be like more than HD even. Yeah. You know, it could be 4K because that's basically what that right. is. But whatever. I bet somewhere someone's working on that maybe. Oh, for sure. Now, well, I how, have how seen. How about this? Okay. No, you go ahead. AI, 4K upscaled by AI, clips yeah. of Star Trek nice. that are insane. Like, I'm like, how did it, how did, I don't understand the process by which that happens, but it was, yeah, it's mind boggling. You know, that's the whole point of AI is that we don't understand right. the process. Exactly. And by the time we have any inkling of what the process is, the AI is so it's fucking Sky, advanced it's that there is no hope anymore because the yeah. AI is in control. Yeah. Now, that being said, we have no control over that, so let's focus on things we can control or at least talk about. And how about this? I'm going to say something. Yes. Star Trek Deep Space 9 is to the West Wing as Star Trek The Next Generation is to 24, starring Kiefer Sutherland. Maybe. <laughs> that took a long time. 
I mean, I can see. I can't. Fuck. I can't. I'm not sure how to respond to that. I know. That's why I said it. Yeah. I mean, in some ways, yes. In the sense that Deep Space Nine was much more of a continuing story with a whole sprawling set of characters, and they all had different. Like what I think by what I think of by your analogy, at least, is that West Wing is much more of a character-driven and complicated story it's for like, these characters. Yeah, it's political. It's like the interplay between different like yes. little political factions or something. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. It is more like that. I don't know, but also I wouldn't say that Next Gen and Deep Space Nine have some different level of like action yeah that's where it broke down i really wanted to just make the comparison between deep space nine and west wing yeah it it broke down you're right that deep space nine is like what it is more like west wing right yes i wish i could have come up with something better that was kind of the beginning of that type of like sci-fi storytelling being really popular because I think after Deep Space Nine, that became very popular. Do you watch The Expanse? I do. Right. So that's got some of that shit going on. For sure. Deep Space Nine is more like The Expanse Yeah. of Star Trek versus Next Gen or Voyager, which is like not The Expanse of Star Trek. It's something else. Yeah, it's just Star Trek. Yeah. Right. What is that's it? that's a very much what it's like. Yes, it's just a completely different animal, and I think they did a great job with it because they're like, okay, next generation is on. We're going. Well, we want to make another show, capitalize on the success of this franchise, but it's like let's not just do another thing. Like they could just make another next gen, another ship with another captain, and they go and have the same kind of adventures. Which is ultimately, even though Voyager had that twist of them being far away. It's ultimately, that's what Voyager is. It's just like, it's another next gen with different people. And it's fine. They told more of those types of stories and it's good. Um, Deep Space Nine, I feel they said, we're going to do try to do something very different. I mean, Deep and Space Nine is just a very boring, like, political drama. <laughs> you know? I mean, they, but they also ratcheted up, I think, the action way more also. At the same, just like The Expanse has insanely suspenseful action sequences. Deep Space Nine brought that into the thing, too. All right, that's fine, but like... And it's part of that because it's built on the political stuff and the factions, and that gives a greater sense of this, like, you know, stakes when there is suspenseful things happening or what's going to happen. You know, is the thing going to blow up? And just like Expanse, like, it might actually fucking blow up. Yeah, it might blow up and everybody might die. Like, in Next Gen, the thing's never going to blow up. It's like, they're going to save the day. Of course they will. But like In Deep Space Nine, the the thing fucking might blow up for real, and sometimes it does. Avratilova, or whatever her fucking name is, is, like, trying to make alliances and do the political work to, like, keep the peace and not, Mm -hmm. like, just kill everybody. And, like, you know, Cisco's at the hub of all these different, you know, species, for lack of a better word, and political alliances coming together. He's at the hub of it because they're, like, shooting everybody off in different directions. I don't know. 
Yeah. It's it's, it's more about the political than the, and I know, yeah, they go and they go pew, pew, pew with their little blasters, phasers, yes. whatever. But like, it's more about diplomacy than like action or violence. Yes. Yes. For sure. Because like the West Wing, like, sure. They had to do strikes against people, and it's like, this is the worst day of my presidency, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But it's mostly just about the like political machinations. Yes, you are correct. I'm with you on that. I'm not, I have no retort for once. I'm just <laughs> like, yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. And, but I'm just trying to get to the root of the issue you have or you used to have with Voyager. Because it doesn't have any of that? My issue is not the lack of that. My issue is that what it did have... My issue isn't... It's just the stories were dumb. We're going to nail down one issue that you have. The issues were that the (laughs) stories were dumb. That's what it comes... If you ask me then, why don't you like this? The stories are just too dumb. And I still think even now... Well, I like it a lot. I can appreciate it more. And I think the show definitely gets better as it continues. And they've definitely had some episodes where I'm like, that was a great fucking episode. Doesn't happen often, but it does happen. Let me ask you a question. Yes. These episodes that you watch current day now. Yes. And you're like, that's a great episode. Did you watch that episode back in the day? No. Have you watched any episodes present day yes. that you also watched back in the day? Um, that would have been several years ago, but yes. And did I you, started from the beginning. And did you enjoy them more than you did back in the day? Or is it only because as, the, really ser- hard question as the series went on, they kind of like found their footing Got their sea legs, so to speak, space legs. I think it's half and half. Hmm. I think at first when I watched these, I was like, yes, I see why I didn't like this. This was a dumb episode. But you know what? Star Trek's always dumb, whatever, like you said, you know, previously. Well, wait, did I I say Star Trek is always dumb? Not always dumb. Star Trek is pretty dumb or something like that is what you said. Well, oh, and I was like, yes, this is dumb right. the way Next Generation definitely has episodes that are just as dumb as this episode for sure. Again, it's the ratio of these dumb episodes that are the problem. But I ultimately, I think, yes, I'm just softened in my stance. I'm just like, because back then I was watching it like, back then Star Trek was like, a very serious thing. It was like, this is showing what the actual future is, you know, like, like, like this is, it's not just like a story. This is like watching a historical drama based on actual human history that just happens to take place in the future. Like on that the, was my attitude about it. Right. On one so hand, anything I, that I agree kind of, with you, like on one hand, it's like, yes, fuck. Yeah. I get what you're saying. On the other hand, you sound like an insane, crazy person. <laughs> I don't want to argue that. I definitely do. And that's part of what you get. You become this Star Trek fan. You become a little insane and crazy thinking about things this way. Now, 
of course, Star Trek is a TV show with so much in it. Like there's um, billions of like inconsistencies or like, what about this or that? Oh, if this episode, they did this, why didn't in this episode, this, you know, you could do that till the cows come home, probably even more so than other shows, because when Star Trek started in the sixties, like nothing was taken seriously like that. So it really wasn't worked out. And so, you know, and I can withstand a little bit of pummeling to my, uh, you know, fantasy world that I've so carefully constructed in my head based on Star Trek. But Voyager, I felt, was consistently not just little scratches, but like sometimes just taking sledgehammers to it. But now I don't take it as seriously. And actually, to be honest, I'm not as uptight and it's not that bad. It's not really taking sledgehammers here and there a little bit. I don't care. Whatever. It's fine. It's fine. And right now, it's all I have in terms of Star Trek. So, yes, I like it more because of that, I think. You know, we're never going back and getting another 90s style Star Trek show except for the Orville with Seth MacFarlane. So I'm I'm going with it. But I never got to the whole point and we're running really long at this point. Get to the point, man. My, my, this new point, which is this connection. All right. Um, the episode I saw a couple days ago was Star Trek doing regarding Henry. <laughs> Come on. So this Stop is, it. we're going to have to do a little mini episode now can you, of can you, regarding, regarding Henry. No, it's going to be regarding, 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 yes. regarding, regarding, regarding. <clears throat> Regarding, 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 regarding Henry. Yes. Maybe we can just call this to make it more succinct and easier to repeat regarding Tuvok. Great. Because that's in essence what they did. Okay. Can't wait. So in this episode, in Voyager, there is a character named Tuvok who is a Vulcan, like Mr. Spock. Thank you for. Okay. He's in charge of Treating the ship me security. Like an idiot. <laughs> well, it's for the listener, everyone, right? Because I'm sure people have never seen Star Trek are still listening. I'm the sure only people that are listening to this are like super weird, fucked up Star Trek fans that just they log on every time just to hear you like vent about. You know, just air your grievances about how Star Trek has fucked up the entire world. I'm talking about the Star Trek world within the fourth wall, not this. They've ruined their their, consistency of their universe. Yes, 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 yes. So anyway, regarding Tuvok. So Tuvok, he's a Vulcan. Um, and he gets shot by some alien weapon and he ends up with brain damage. Similar so far. Now there's this other guy on the show named Neelix. My who is God. Like the I'm so into it. Opposite of a Vulcan. He is a cheery guy. This like cheery, almost kind of like a nuisance, especially the Tuvok. So they're like the odd, they hate each other. You know what I mean? Or at least Tuvok is always annoyed by this guy. Tuvok gets shot, has brain damage. And is of course, like Neelix. The, 
Is he like the weird little squirrely guy from Deep Space Nine who was always like trying to do little deals on the side? What was that guy's name? That was Quark. He's not quite like, not really like that. Okay. I mean, his personality is not like that. He's a very m- nice, moral, upstanding guy. Like, I'm just you know, trying super, to relate, you know, and yeah. try to he find He is some like the weird, ground. exotic alien character for the show because he does, he's like a little hedgehog guy or something. He has this weird hair and big, all kinds of makeup to make him look like a weird little, he's like a little cute munchkin alien guy or something. That sounds terrible, not cute. And he. Anyway, so Tuvok has brain damage. Neelix takes it upon himself to try to, like, nurse him to health and then get him back to life. You know, originally he was just in a coma. Then then Tuvok can start to talk, but he doesn't really have his memories. He can't do things anymore, like his duties on the ship. You know, he's kind of, like, acting like a child again. He and Tuvok become friends. They're, or Neelix and Tuvok become friends because they're, like, playing and, and doing stuff, you know? Um, together and like Tuvok is having fun and he learns like oh like fun is nice and playing these games is nice and you know I don't want to be a that grouchy guy I used to be um and then uh yeah he starts like baking he's all into baking and doing stuff and they have scenes that are very like right out of regarding Henry where he's like surprised at something like oh I can do this look yay you know, it was just very odd. And then at the end, of course, the doctor's like, well, I've developed a treatment. I can, like, cure Tuvok. And Tuvok is like, well, I don't want the treatment because I want to just keep being able to have fun and play with Neelix. I don't want to go back to where I was. But ultimately, he realizes he has to go back. And he does because the show has to, like, you know, isn't going to have this character brain damaged character on it for the rest they want to go back to their regular premise and they do but i just thought it was worth noting watching it i felt i couldn't let a discussion of voyager go by without paying without noting this regarding henry episode that i had just watched several days ago um it was a cool story i know that's some fucked up shit man But, you know, they really got to, you know, Tim Russ, the plays Tuvok, got to stress his acting chops by playing a, you know, smiling, childlike, brain-damaged guy. Just like Harrison Ford got to do it. And regarding Henry, every actor, you know, you know you, has got to play that character at some time. That's right. That's right. Ben Stiller, uh... What's his well, name? We know what Ben Stiller says. Emilio Estevez's brother. I will say. What's his brother's name? Sam something? What's his name? He's in the game. You know, he played Harvey Milk. What's his name? You mean Sean Penn? Sean Penn, yeah. He played, you know, someone like that. Uh, Tom Hanks. Yes. See? Hank Hanks went. Yes. But, you know, Heart of Gold and. Yeah. You never, well, you never go full. I will say full, Tuvok, you, you never Tim Russ, full, in playing this, never, I was afraid you never go he full. was flying a little too close to the sun. Yeah, because you never go full. A little close to the full sun, if you, you know ne- what I mean. You never go You never go full. Yes. Exactly. And Tim, he didn't, 
but I, he was starting to a little bit trend toward that direction. I was like, buddy, you got to pull back, yeah. pull back, bring it back. And, and I, and he did, he did. I was like, okay, good. I was a little worried for a second there. Humans are strange. Yeah.